Welcome to the Erasmus Foundation podcast. My name is Paul Nugent. Are you looking for answers to life and its meaning? Then this may well be the very podcast you need to listen to. In a series of podcasts, we are going to look at the difficult questions of life and apply spiritual knowledge to find out the answers. Hello. Today we have a follow-up podcast from the previous one, which was about UFOs, Unidentified Flying Objects. And in that podcast, Spirit described the so-called aliens as just people like us, who at the end of their life will shed their physical body like we do, and their spirit would return home. So they're just people like ourselves, maybe different in, in many physical ways, but spiritually inside them, they are the same as us. I believe that's correct. Would you say, Padina? Greetings. Greetings. Yes, I think you had described that correctly. Yes. Thank you. Okay, so we've had the opportunity, um, Padina was glad to, to do this for us, to take this a little stage further and ask a few questions about these people and how they live their lives. So greetings again, Bedina. And my first question to you, if that is okay with you, is we were told in the previous podcast that the strongest thing in the universe is the power of thought. And you told me and the rest of the, the listeners, that spirit can move at that kind of speed, much faster than the physical speed of, of light that we are restricted by. Now, what I would like to know is, although spirit can move at the speed of thought, are there vehicles restricted by the laws of our physical universe? Yes, within the physical universe, physical beings, physical objects are restricted and limited to the physical properties of that dimension of your world that you understand. This is, of course, how, th how things are limited within the physical. But having said that, those crafts that you hear of, that have been seen, which are appearing within the physical universe, are able to travel across vast distances using what is known as the warp and the weft. And by doing this, they are able to cross over through the limitations of the speed of light. And part of this process uses 
the magnetic energies of the planets within your universe to enable them to travel. It is a science, technology you are not familiar with at this time, but this will come to mankind or the earth at a future time. Thank you, Padina. Now, Padina, we've spoken about Venus as being one mm -hmm. of our planets that houses uh, people of advanced nature that are able to travel through space to our planet. Mm -hmm. Now, if I mentioned this to the scientists, they would say that Venus is completely uninhabitable by people of, of our physical nature, uh, i.e. the carbon-based life mm -hmm. forms that we are. Mm -hmm. So how do these people survive on their planet? Because the same way as fish live in the sea, which is an environment hostile to man, or man now, as you know, the same way that Venusians live in an atmosphere which contains sulfuric acid, which would not support life as you understand, but supports life there, which is accommodated according to the environment which is meant to be lifed in that way. Okay, so I, I'm just trying to think of how they live their lives. They don't, do they eat food or do they need food or, or, or what? They are, they are more advanced technically and partly spiritually that they do not function in the same ways of people of the earth. Man, it must be understood that man has evolved and developed over many, many millions of years to be grossly physical, very attached to the earth, whereby his structure is directed by developing his brain Whereas in his infancy, mankind was using his mind more, and the brain was not so developed as it is now. Consequently, he was 
able to function in a different way. He did not eat as much as mankind does now because there was not the need. He was in touch with his spiritual home. Very different to the way mankind is now. Many, many differences. So to begin with, to understand how some forms of life are in other places, very different to the very physical nature of mankind now on his planet. Yes, I, I can understand that. But the interesting thing is it, it, it must be very dissimilar from home on that planet, is it? It's because Yes, the same way as your planet is. But once upon a time, when when this planet was discovered for population by spirit, mm -hmm. one spirit did actually state that they felt that it was right because it was similar to home. It felt, yes. Yes. Like home. Like yes, home. That is so. But that was a long, long time ago. Ah. Okay. A long time ago. So things have changed considerably since oh, then. Oh, yes. Very much so. May I also add at this point to say that everything that is within your earth is at home as well. Yes? Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, let's move on then because... They're obviously showing a lot of interest in our cultures over here and the way we live our lives mm -hmm. because many people have seen them and too many people for it to be a complete and utter nonsense. So something is going on. And I'm wondering, is it tapestry that these people should visit our oh. world? Oh, indeed. Indeed, but it is also tapestried that there will not be any communication between these people and yourselves until man is ready. And man will be ready when he identifies spirit more, comes to a realization, an understanding more about his universe, about spirit, about the whole meaning of life and how life exists elsewhere, why, and to what purpose? And there is vast, vast more for man to discover and understand in the realms of spirit 
other dimensions, other places, other planets within your physical universe, and much, much, much more. Man is very, in a way, isolated from the vision of the whole, which is not possible for him to see and would not be, because he would need to be so well evolved and developed, which may happen in vast, vast areas of the future. But at this time, man has shuttered his mind from the realities. He has brought shutters down over his eyes and cannot see or know what is beyond. And man has done this. Indeed. Now, these people obviously are aware of each other, I would have thought. Um, and in, in so, and so perhaps they uh, communicate with one another and trade, perhaps, do they, Padina? Well, again, perhaps they're no, not not as you as you describe, because you are applying uh, your society on the earth, yes, to other realms across the universe, which would not apply. One thing I can tell you is that the is on Andromeda 7, there is a society of people very, very highly evolved. In their physical appearance, they're humanoid, but they are different to man. And they have knowledge of your earth. They, and they have the ability, because they are so spiritually advanced, some of them have the ability to, to travel in spirit. And they do venture towards the earth and work quite close to the earth and to see how, how mankind is developing. At this time, they work and try and help. Now, unless you have the open, as you described, the third eye, 
but an open mind, an open ability to see, you would not see them. You would not know they were there. But they do come. My daughter, would you wish to say something? Um, yes. Well, one of the spirits that visits from Andromeda, we are familiar with for, for many years now, and this is Santuaza, his spiritual name, is that correct? That's Lina? correct, yes. And also, I believe, his son as well visits mm -hmm. with him. And he is one of the most, in a way, obvious ones to notice if he draws near, because he brings quite a lot of cold with him. It is a very cold planet, you know, with their temperature. And he draws near, and usually the lower half of your body feels this cold. It's not uncomfortable. Um, and I always mentally say, you know, greetings to yeah. him. Um, he has already also, I think, spoken. Is that correct or not? I can't remember now. Through he, he cannot speak in a physical way. Mm -hmm. he, they mind mill. He has tried. And this one has heard him try mm. to speak with great difficulty because the mouth is very different. Mm. It is not formulated to be able to speak. No. So, because they have no need for this, they mind well. Mm. As, as spirit do at, at home. And I believe to look at them, there is fish-like appearances. Mm -hmm. um, they have, I think, gills and scales yes. to a point, yes. and their hair is almost like a sort of a seaweed appearance. Mm -hmm. And, of course, also um, we've heard about the Andromedians when we've talked about the past civilizations, um, the second civilization, when some Andromedians were living lives on the earth here. So mm. it's a connection to that time. And I believe they were fish-like at the, the beginning, certainly, of that mm. particular civilization anyway. But um, I think Santuaza visits here and is here quite a lot. I certainly feel him quite regularly. Mm. So is he here, Padina, for you know lengths of time, and then maybe he goes back for recharging? He yes, he he is here at times when it is discussed, and he is asked or he offers for a particular time because perhaps of what is happening on the earth or what may be discussed in conclave to have groups of spirits come together to discuss particular issues or subjects that need discussion. So he may very well attend then. He is also a healing spirit. Hmm. and. He attends for that purpose as well, at times. 
Could I just ask, Padina, as they are so highly evolved, if a spirit takes a life on Andromeda, which I understand can be quite long in mm. time, mm. maybe several hundred years, mm. I understand, mm. is the purpose in the main for those spirits a teaching role to, to help others around the world? Or, I mean, obviously they're learning a certain amount as well, as yes. we all continue to do. They are not... They are not there for learning. Mm -hmm. They are there to, to work. And from there, as you say, as you described with Santoise, he may come here to help. Uh, not necessarily teaching exactly, although he might, but uh, for other purposes, such as healing. And, of course, like all spirits, they have a concern for man, for the way your planet is, but also they have very strongly a sense of acceptance. Of course, that your Earth, is going through very difficult times at present. But then this is all tapestry. This is all as it is meant to be. And as much as spirit have concern for people of the earth and what is happening, again, there is the acceptance that all of this has a purpose, a meaning, and is all happening according to a greater plan, the tapestry, the universal tapestry, as designed by the great mind. And, of course, nothing could or should interfere with this. That is how things must be and should be. But at the same time, spirit are aware of the difficulties man is facing. And some of the pain that is there. So it does not mean that spirit or the great mind has no sensitivity towards the difficulties man faces. That is of great concern to all. But nonetheless, life has to evolve as it is meant. Thank you, Padina. Anything else you'd like to say, Julie, before we move on to the next subject? No, no, thank you, Paul. Yeah. Okay, Padina, shall we dispel a few um, idiosyncrasies, shall we say, of the Earth's view of aliens on our planet? Mm -hmm. I, I've used the word aliens again. It's hard to get out of the habit. Um, okay, so... 
We know that these craft have been seen. We've established that. And in the last podcast, you mentioned that there there was no such thing as alien abduction, but there has been some communication. Am I right so far? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, one of the biggest um, places on the planet that is is steeped in mystery, and that is Area 51. Mm-hmm. Now, is there any truth at all behind the rumours that a craft was brought down mid-20th century and aliens were, were uh, imprisoned and the craft was looked at and from that comes the stealth I Bomber. think I th- I would suggest <laughs> that there is some fantasy yes involved in all this because here was an opportunity for people to take advantage of something that had happened to evolve this into great, wonderful stories to attract people's attention, which would enhance the status of those who had invented these stories for publication, for to make films of this, whatever. So it is always an attraction for those who had the incentive to develop their own ego to invent such wondrous stories for their own self-interest. So there is an element of this. And of course, the more these stories are fabricated and expanded upon, denied by officialdom, of course, which then makes the whole matter become more fascinating because the rumors are then spread that the government doesn't want people to know about these things. which enhance the mystery further, increases the added interest to develop all of this into a means to make financial gain from all of this. Yes. Yes. I 
I mean, there's a saying on 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 the earth, of course, isn't there? There's no smoke without fire, Indeed. and I just wonder whether, in fact, there was an, any truth anywhere within Area Fifty One that we could discuss now, or is it all fabrication? No, it is not all fabrication, but that is as much as I am prepared to say. Okay. At what I would say is that some of the advancement in the design of your aircraft have been influenced by the observations and research done with UFOs. That I can confirm. Thank you, Bedina. But I would also want to say with all of this, further to what I was saying earlier about how some people have exaggerated these, these rumors and these, these stories, and so much around all of this, because there is so much mystery, intrigue, and of course, where people have an inquiring mind and want to learn more about what is there, of course, naturally. That is natural for people to be that inquisitive, and that is right. But it is then an opportunity for those who are not quite so honest to then find ways to manipulate these stories for their own self-interest. So we're coming right back, bang, full circle to the importance of truth and how damaging it has Indeed. been yes. because of the lack of it over the years. Indeed. There is, again, something you have not mentioned, but it is also a part of the... Uh, let us say, the intrigue, the mystery of all this, is that there have been books written and describing the abilities for the military to use their minds to see what is happening elsewhere. Yes and to use the mind as a weapon. And there has been serious research into all of this. And there, again, there is some basis for a reality. But so much has been exaggerated. And it is very obvious, it is very evident 
in our eyes. When one reads what has been written of this, it is quite obvious that so much has been invented. Based like so much falsehood within your world, based on some truth to validate what is really not true and quite false. Yes, because um, I think we're talking about what what's called remote viewing and Yes. Um, and it, it is interesting how as soon as there's a new bit of science or discovery of something that we couldn't do before, but we can now, how mankind always seems to want to make it into a weapon to begin with. Mm. And I, I think <laughs> before any of our alien friends come to visit and we communicate with them, that has surely got to change. Well, the other thing that mankind generally is not aware of, which is very significant and a major, a major influence in all that we are discussing, and that is man is in the fifth civilization of your world. And five is the number represented with evil. And it is true to say that this civilization has and is the most evil that has ever existed on your planet and anywhere else in the entire universe at any time. And there is a reason for this, that man has to learn what evil is and the way his civilization has developed. It is a short one, but nevertheless, it contains great evil, which is very, very apparent to anyone standing back from your planet with the eyes of spirit to see how it is, knowing full well the comparison between other places and the planet Earth or we say Eritha, the spiritual name for your planet. So, again, the eyes of spirits living in other forms across your universe would see this and wisely would not tread where perhaps angels would fear indeed. by seeing indeed how your world is and then waiting correctly 
and wisely until the sixth civilization comes into being. When spiritual understanding and spiritual knowledge will prevail across your world. The Erasmus Foundation is a spiritual teaching and healing foundation based in Laxfield, Suffolk, in the United Kingdom. We have a webpage, www.erasmus-foundation.org. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, or indeed have further questions for us, then please contact me on paul at erasmus-foundation.org and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Thank you very much for listening.